Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. We give you the praise, all the majesty, all the glory and the honor belongs to you, most wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Now, Lord, I pray you'll bless your people today mightily with your word, protect them, pour joy into their hearts, pour your peace into their hearts, pour your love into their hearts, and let this be a blessed day for all of us and a blessed week for your wonderful name's sake. And yes, Lord, we pray that this virus will come to an end quickly worldwide in the name of Jesus. And God's people said a mighty amen and amen. You know, this has been such a, let me just have a little water, please. <coughs> this has been such a blessed time for me with you that, uh, yeah, room temperature, please, if possible. Uh, it's been such a blessed time for me with you that I really want to continue doing it, you know, more often because even though now, because of what's going on, we are together daily. I think it's so important to continue staying in touch because we are coming into, I think, very uh, frightening days for the world. I think blessed days for us, the church, and truly a very prophetic days, very intense prophetic days are, are, are upon us. So let's just stay connected. Okay, let's just get into the word right now. I ministered yesterday on the power of the blood. Thank you, Chad, bless you. I ministered yesterday on the power of the blood and I wanna to continue today because I think it's important we understand that we cannot approach God without the power of the blood. So it says in Hebrews, we come through a new and living way through the blood of Jesus. We come boldly into the throne of grace. When the Lord shed his blood on earth, it was shed seven times. Gethsemane, number one, when his sweat became blood. Number two, in the house of Caiaphas when they beat his precious face and pulled his beard, fulfilling Isaiah 50, by the way. And then at the Praetorium, when he stood before Pilate, they placed the crown of thorns upon his head, third shedding of blood. Number four, when they whipped his back. Remember that? And it says, by his stripes we are healed. That was the fourth shedding of blood. Number five, when they nailed his precious hands to the cross. Number six, when they nailed his feet to the cross. And number seven, when they pierced his side. Now, let's talk about each one at a time. He is in Gethsemane, under great agony, incredible stress. He said, my soul, think about that, that the soul of Jesus was under intense pressure. And it say, they say medically, there's an amazing book about this by Dehan, Richard Dehan, called The Chemistry of the Blood. You really need to read it, it's so powerful. When sweat turns into blood, it kills. See, the, the enemy tried to kill the Lord in Gethsemane. So think about the strength of the Lord physically, I mean, and the Holy Spirit having you know, kept him. 
in, in Richard de Haan's book, he says, that's when the Lord's hair turned white. We don't know if it's true or not, but they say medically speaking and scientifically speaking, when your sweat turns into blood, there's such, uh, such stress, it turns the hair white. So if that happened or not, we're not sure. But it's interesting reading when you read books like Richard DeHaan, who was an amazing pastor, by the way, and a great author. But anyways, so uh, the Lord now is under incredible stress. He says, my soul is fearful even unto death. And he's, he's, he's pleading with God, let this cup pass from me. Can you imagine that the, the humanity of Jesus there was showing? Because he was as much man as though he was not God and as much God as though he's not, he was not man. Jesus was 100% God, 100% man when he walked the earth. He's the only member of the Godhead who became flesh. So he is God in the flesh. In Colossians, it says the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in Jesus. And Paul the Apostle in Timothy says that the mystery of godliness is when, 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 when God became flesh and seen by angels. Wow, it's amazing. Lord, I bless your holy name for that. I mean, it's amazing that God would humble himself to take upon himself the form of man. Just think about that. So here in Gethsemane, he knew that, that he was about to take upon him our sin. We don't know when did Jesus take upon him our sin. When was he made sin for us, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5? He was made sin for us that we might be made his righteousness. So think about that exchange. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's amazing. Oh, blessed be your name. That's amazing. That Jesus would take my sin and your sin, that we would be his righteousness. Wow. I mean, that by itself blesses me beyond words, believe me. Thank you, Jesus. Can we lift our hand and just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for that. What a blessed gift of love he gave us to give us his righteous standing before God so we would not be condemned. It says, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because we are his righteousness. Hallelujah. And sometimes we say these things, or don't, don't even think about what we're saying, but think about that. We are his righteousness. So we don't know when the Lord took upon him our, you know, our sin. But by the time that last drop of blood was shed on the cross, it, it had happened. But between Gethsemane and the cross, we don't know. All we know is the battle was raging in his soul. And so why did that happen? That, that our soul would be healed. That we would come into salvation. That we would literally be transformed and healed within. Now he goes to the house of Caiaphas. And there at the house of Caiaphas, uh, they literally tore his precious beard off his face. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. And the scripture uh, declares how his back was whipped. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I gave, listen to this, verse 6, Isaiah 50. I gave my back to the smiters. Those who struck me, is what the Hebrew says. 
and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. Wow. And here it says the beard. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. That is in Isaiah. Wow. Isaiah 50, verse 6. Isn't it amazing that the prophet Isaiah saw that? And it was fulfilled with such detail. I'm sorry, you know, it's just really moving me right now. Just to think about the Lord allowing men to do this to him. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair or beard. I hid not my face from shame and, sp and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Wow. Wow. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know I shall not be ashamed. Wow. How amazing Isaiah would write those words hundreds of years before they happened to the Lord. So the, the, the precious blood was shed out of his face when they tore his beard off. And, and think about how his, his precious face was so marred. And Isaiah 52, 14 says this. The book of, of Isaiah is a, one of the most amazing books ever written, I think. Wow. As many were astonished at thee, his visage or his appearance was so marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of man, so shall he sprinkle many nations. Isn't that amazing? And the kings shall shut their mouth at him, meaning they're going to hold their breath. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. The kings, the nations, the, the, the rulers of nations one day will, will realize what happened to Jesus on the cross, and they will hold their breath in absolute awe that God himself would allow that to happen to him. And I don't know how anyone cannot love Jesus, you know. I don't know how anyone can be so cold towards him when Jesus had given us such love and gives us such love continually and shows his love all the time for us and to us. Wow. Think about the Lord allowing man to tear his face, literally, to mar his face. And, and you know, when you look up the word marred in, in the Hebrew, Here's what it says. Wow, this marred it actually says corruption, disfigurement, disfigurement. He was so disfigured that no one could recognize him. That's why it says in, in Isaiah, no beauty in, in him we should desire. It talks about that. It doesn't mean that the Lord wasn't beautiful to look at. No way. It just means when, when he was beaten like that, there was no beauty. Uh, he was so marred more than any man. And it says his form, his whole body was marred more than the, the, than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle. Sprinkle. Wow. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting that the word sprinkle in Hebrew also means to startle. Startle nations. 
not only will he spray him with his blood, but they'll be startled by the fact, they'll be amazed by the fact that he actually did that for us. Wow. So why did the Lord's face was disfigured in the house of Caiaphas? Well, that our face one day shall look like him. That you and I will, will literally be lit up with the glory of God. See? Now, third, he went to the, the praetorium and there they placed the crown of, of, of thorns upon his head. Now, I can assure you these, these were not the kind of thorns that did not damage the skull. They did. Because it says his whole visage including his head, was marred more than any man. Isaiah included what the Romans did to him. And they beat him on the head, if you remember with a reed, uh, there at, in the house of Caiaphas that happened, and it happened again at the, at the Praetorium when, when he was beaten. Now, listen. Why did that happen? That our minds may be healed, that we may receive the mind of Christ. And today you hear about people with mental illness. Mental illness will be a, a thing of the past if people start applying the, the blood and, re and receiving the benefits of Calvary. So that, that God will heal not only our body but will heal our soul. Because it says so, it says so in Jeremiah 30, I will heal you of your wounds, of your wounds, says the Lord. And in, in Hebrews 9, the, the blood will cleanse our conscience, our conscience, our mind from dead works, from the damage of what Satan has done to serve the living God. So God Almighty wants to heal your mind. And all you have to do is receive the benefit of the blood every single day. I think it's imperative we begin doing this, that we alone, alone have communion with the Lord. Every day, let's have communion with him. That you just eat the elements and just thank him for his blood. You'll see your life renewed, renewed like the eagle. You'll see the light of God shine through you, I'm telling you, if you begin doing it. So let's begin. So number, number three, here, here we see our minds uh, receive the benefits of the blood being shed from his precious forehead. Number four, the blood was shed from his back when he was whipped. Remember Isaiah, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised or crushed, is the Hebrew word, for our iniquities. He was chastised, chastised, and this is, I'm, I've been talking about all that right, right now, that to give us peace. And with his stripes, we are healed. Now those stripes, the Roman soldiers used whips that had uh, leather strips on them and they would put these little metal balls in the strips with a little hole on the inside they would slide them in and put a little knot here a little knot there to hold them in place and every one of those little metal balls had nails coming uh, coming out of it so when when a body was whipped those nails would roll and pull the flesh out hundreds of these little metal balls were on each on each whip because each whip had almost 30 sometimes 25 to 30 sometimes more strips you saw the old movies you see how the romans used these whips that would cover the whole back with every whip so when they would whip all these strips almost 30 of them would hit a body and these balls would roll and tear the flesh off that's why in in the psalms in psalm 20 it says my 
you know, the Holy Spirit writing through David says about the Lord, my bones are staring at me, meaning completely torn up. Think about that the flesh of the Lord Jesus was completely torn off his body. So when he carried his cross through Jerusalem, that flesh already was torn. Think about the pain when he carried his, his own cross with his flesh torn up in his shoulders. Dear God, you know, that's why I wanted to take this today and not have to rush like, you know, through all this. So here's the Lord, you know, Chad is you know, getting blessed over here and crying, God bless him. But it's, you know, you, you've got to think about this, that Jesus suffered agony to heal our body with, with every whip. We were healed. Think about this. And they whipped him 39 times. That was the law back then. That the Jews demanded 39 times. Remember Paul says he was whipped 40 times less one. Well, that was just the way they did it. Think about what his body was like by the time they were done. And so, why? For our physical healing with the stripes, we are healed. So I pray today when I pray for you, you will receive that healing in Jesus' mighty name, okay? Wow. Number five, he carries his cross with, with his body all torn up like that to Calvary, to Golgotha. You know, the passion of the Christ that was done by Mel, what's his name? Gibson, Gibson. Gives us just a taste of the real thing. It doesn't even give us the whole story. I mean, you know, it was a good acting and so forth. It didn't show the resurrection like I had wanted to show it. And there were some scenes I didn't like in it. But it's okay. He did the best job he could. God bless him for that. But it was way worse than that. Way worse than any artist could even paint of what the body of Jesus looked like when he walked the streets of Jerusalem. And now he's carrying his cross. He falls to the ground. And a dear man comes in, you all remember that, who carried his, his cross for him. And now he has to walk to Golgotha on his own. He gets to Calvary. They nail his precious hands to the cross. Now, listen here. They did not nail his wrists, as some people say, his hands. Because Jesus said to Thomas, see my hands. He didn't say my wrist. He said, look at my hands. Put your finger here. Remember that? Okay. So they nailed his hands that our work might be accepted, that we might be in ministry, that we might work for him. Think about that. And they, so that was number five. Number six, they nailed his feet. Why? That we might walk with him. And then they pierced his side that the church might be born again because we are born again with water and the blood and both came out. And you know why the water? Because he would raise his body up. Think about the agony. Think about the agony. As he would pull his body, the only way Jesus could breathe would pull himself up to take a breath. For six hours he had to pull himself up to breathe. Think about that back being doing this to the wood. Think, think, the agony, the agony of Calvary. Can we just thank him? Honestly, I mean, how, how can we talk about that and not thank him? Jesus, thank you for suffering for us. Jesus, thank you for taking our place on Golgotha's cross. Wonderful Jesus, I give you the praise. I give you the glory. I give you the honor, Lord. I love you with all my heart. Lord Jesus, give us a love for you we've never known. 
Give us a love for you we've never had. Oh, Holy Lord Jesus, we worship you. Blessed Holy Spirit, give us that love for the Lord we've never known. A love that is faithful love, committed love, intense love, eternal love in your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, it says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And only the Holy Spirit can give us that love. So the seven sheddings of blood for you, for me. Now, let's pray. I'm going to continue tomorrow. I'm going I'm to continue tomorrow. Hallelujah. I'm going to play this beautiful, uh, beautiful song by the uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Worthy is the Lamb. And... Uh, can we just thank him? I played that song yesterday. I love that song. So I anointed. So let's just thank him. And I want to pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. Lift your hands and thank him, saints. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord. Now can I pray for you? Lord, in Jesus' name, touch your people. Minister your grace. Minister your strength. Heal everyone who needs healing. I rebuke sickness. I rebuke disease. I rebuke infirmity. In Jesus' mighty name. Someone's neck was just healed. Someone's neck was just healed. A skin condition too is being healed. Thank you, Lord. I see somebody with cancer getting healed. Stomach cancer. Receive your healing right now. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing. There's, there's, there's healings taking place right now. Arthritis, which has been healed on someone's right arm. Heal your people, Lord. Sinuses just cleared up. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. A, a very serious skin condition. I see someone's face getting healed. A severe, severe back problem. You were in an accident, car accident. And the Lord's healing your back right now from the injury. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A brain tumor has been healed. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, we all pray that this virus will come to an end. Come on, people, let's believe God. Lord, we pray that what's going on on earth today will come to an end. You'll bring healing to your people. And healing to people, Lord, let them look to you, Jesus. Let them look to your blessed name and call upon your name, Lord. Lord, we all agree that this virus going on right now will come to an end. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. 
Thank you, Lord. We pray by Easter, by Easter, some good news, Lord, will be, will be, will be declared about this. We'll see a turn in Jesus' name to the, to the better. In Jesus' name, we we'll give you praise. Now, people, lift your hands and praise Him. Hallelujah. Now, I want to apply the blood on your life now. Remember Job chapter 1, verse 10, that the enemy could not touch Job. And he spoke of five areas that God had built a hedge around him. Himself, him, his person, his home, his possessions, his work, and his influence. So, Father, in Jesus' name right now, I apply the blood of Jesus on every person with me on social media. I apply the blood on their person, on their mind, on their body, in Jesus' name, in their hearts. I apply the blood right now of Jesus on their family members. Lift your hands, just receive in Jesus' name. I apply the blood on every son, every daughter, every mom, every dad, every brother and sister, every child and grandchild in Jesus' name. Give you praise, wonderful Lord. I apply the blood right now on their possessions in Jesus' name. I apply the blood on their work in Jesus' mighty name. And I apply the blood on their influence and relationships that are of God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Now, you need to apply the blood yourself on yourself daily, daily, daily. Tell your friends and loved ones to do that. Now, anyone who does not know the Lord, this is the time to receive Jesus as Savior. This is the time to surrender your life and commit your life to Him. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. Forgive my sins. Cleanse me with your precious blood. Come into my heart and save my soul. Live your life in me, Lord, for your glory. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah is right. I want to pray before we say bye, I want to pray for your finances because this is the time we need to believe God that our finance will be protected and financial future protected. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that everyone's finances will be protected and blessed. That, Lord, you'll bless your children financially. You said in your word, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. You said in your word, you give seed to the sower and multiply the seed we sow. You said it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall man give to your bosom. We thank you, Lord, for your word. And you said to us, I shall never leave thee nor forsake thee. We give you the praise. Amen and amen. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This thing going on will not continue. Yeah, it will still peak, but then it's going to come down and vanish out of sight. I'm telling you right now. I know it in the Holy Ghost. I know it in the Spirit. So, but there's still some tough days ahead. No doubt. But we as believers must remain strong in the Lord and the power of His might and continue to pray. Continue to pray. And remember what I just told you. 
apply the blood on your life daily and your home and loved ones. Now, this is not the time to hold back from God financially. This is the time to give to his work because that's how we protect ourselves. I just prayed for you that God would protect you financially and protect your future financially. But we have to give. No matter what the amount is, no matter what the amount is, it's about the heart, not the amount. It's about our faith, not the amount. So give to the Lord's work today and don't stop giving. I'm telling you, the biggest mistake people make is when they stop giving to God in times of crisis. This is not the time to stop. This is the time to show our faithfulness and our faith because it says a faithful man will abound with blessings. And Isaac sowed a time of famine and God blessed him more than anyone in Gerar. And God will bless you the same way. So you can sow your seed today, right online, right online. You can go to benihin.org and sow your seed or do it right there on the social media platform you're watching me on. And by the way, the Institute is about to be launched, uh, our Institute, Benihin Institute. So if you want to be a part of that, you will receive a notice very soon and you can sign up. Well, blessings to all of you. Much love to you. I pray you enjoy today again tomorrow. Don't miss what God has for us tomorrow. Shalom. Bye-bye.